At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a walk-off grand slam or a base hit to center field. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Pet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. I'm Katia Adler, host of The Global Story. Over the last 25 years, I've covered conflicts in the Middle East, political and economic crises in Europe, drug cartels in Mexico. Now I'm covering the stories behind the news all over the world in conversation with those who break it. Join me Monday to Friday to find out what's happening, why, and what it all means. Follow the global story from the BBC wherever you listen to podcasts. Getting ready to take on spring? Make your first move with the reliable performance and power of steel battery tools. From hedge trimmers and mowers to string trimmers and more, right now you can save $50 on select battery tool sets. Real steel. Offer valid on select AK system sets through June 16, 2024. See participating retailer for details. It's Freddie Prinze Jr. and Jeff Dye back in the ring. Wrestling with Freddie makes its triumphant return for an electrifying fourth season. Hey, Jeff. Are you ready to rumble our way into an all-new season of Wrestling with Freddie? You better believe I have. I've been practicing my body slams, and I'm jacked. All right, don't go injuring yourself now. We'll be highlighting the best stories and matches of the week in wrestling from AEW, WWE, and have one-on-one talks with the best talents in the world of pro wrestling. Listen to Wrestling with Freddie on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. This is Odds On with Mike Palm and Amal Shaw, live from the Circus Sportsbook on VSIN, the sports betting network. Welcome into Odds On. I'm Mike Palm. He is Amal Shaw. Big program on tap. We'll look at some training camp news out of the NFL. I'll reveal my final Cy Young list in both the American League and the National League. Amal, we're going to go to Cincinnati. We've got men and women's tennis from Cincinnati. And of course, we'll take a rundown of Major League Baseball today after an interesting night. Yesterday, I think we both did pretty well yesterday in Major League Baseball. Yeah, uh, Guardians get that first one, 4-1 on the run line, and then um, uh, under uh, hits in the first five in that uh, Marlins game. And I got the Marlins. Yeah. Plus was, 105. We both won. Yeah. Uh, so that was a good deal. Uh, and your White Sox. You liked the White Sox uh, last night, and they rallied in the eighth to beat the Astros. Yeah, didn't end up playing that one, but uh, that, w- that was a good one. They came from behind, really struggling throughout the game. Uh, I thought it was a crucial collapse last night in the second game by the Guardians. They really got hit. Detroit looked like it was batting practice out there. They ended up winning that game 7-5, to five, and then the Twins hold off in the ninth inning. I, by the way, did you happen to see the double play at the end of the Twins game? I did not. I saw Kansas City up early, and then that the Twins had won the game. There was a review that took, I don't know, about a minute, and I was like, what are we looking at here? This is this is. Uh, it was close. Don't get me wrong, but it was pretty clear he was out. Um, or let's get to the NFL to start off the show, Amal. And we hit this a little bit yesterday, but not into as much detail about totals. Mm-hmm. And we're total players, but you and I both, in terms of baseball, hockey, soccer, playing totals and, and generally unders. Um, 2020 was the highest scoring season in NFL history. Almost 50 points a game combined by the teams, 49.6. Last year, 
Uh, and, and remember, no fans in the stands, right? No, no third down noise when it's third and long. And, and that Wait, last year, 2021, yeah. 46 points. So it dropped uh, with the fans back in stands from 49-6 to 46. Do you have any early leanings um, because of the contact? The NFL emphasis, and we've seen that the, the memo that went out to the on-field officials emphasizing watching for illegal contact penalties this year. There were 15 flags for illegal contact penalties in the first week of the preseason. For context, in the entire 2021 regular season, there were only 36 illegal contact falls. So two per week, a little uh, exactly two per week with 18 weeks. 15 in week one here. Are you going to think to look to overs or not playing unders until the lines makers adjust if the officials call it this way during the regular season. Yeah, but football, I don't approach it the way you would baseball or hockey or soccer. It, the <laughs> difficulty in scoring is mm-hmm. so much greater. Football, you have a ton of points scored. College football, I love overs. Um, you, you know, in the NFL, I think you have to approach it that way. You talk about sustaining drives, keeping drives alive is going to be crucial. I would probably be a little more conservative in my approach initially when the season starts to get a feel for what's happening from an officiating standpoint to get a gauge on how the games are playing out. You know, it, it's difficult in, in the NFL. And to me, when I'm trying to identify unders, I'm looking at a couple factors. One is weather, obviously, to try to get ahead of weather yeah. before the line moves. But the other is red zone efficiency, both from an offensive and defensive standpoint, but more so teams that are inept in the red zone and these long drives results in threes instead of sevens. Yeah, but nowadays with so many coaches taking more calculated risk of going for it, I, I don't necessarily know if you can completely bank on that. The other thing I would point out is, you know, people talk about weather. It's about wind more than anything else. Uh, I, I always go back to Florida State, Miami. Highest scoring game in series history was in an absolute monsoon in Tallahassee. Uh, and, you know, so many times I made the mistake of played the under. It was over pretty quick. But uh, you see that so many times you think a game is going to be lower scoring because of the weather, unless you've got a foot and a half of snow on the field, and they can't get the snow off the field. We talked uh, before you you made your trip to Florida about Roquan Smith and him coming to a loggerhead with Bears management, and he was represented himself. Well, it looks like maybe he's uh, he's got an agent that's not licensed by the Players Association. Here, here's the latest report from ESPN. Non-NFLPA certified agent has been contacting clubs on behalf of Roquan Smith the standoff between the linebacker and the Bears took another turn on Monday when NFL management sent a memo to all 32 teams stating that a non-NFLPA certified agent is contacting clubs on behalf of the 2018 first-round pick. Yeah, this is interesting, but here's the thing. I get why Roquan Smith potentially wants a long-term deal because he wants just financial security, which obviously makes sense. But wouldn't you argue, based on his performance of being two-time All-Pro, that you would want to wait and play out years four and five of your contract because the uh, the revenue pool is only going to continue to increase in the National Football League. It gives you an opportunity to really make even more money than being in a scenario where a couple years later you're earning less than probably what the standard would be for a player of his caliber. We're looking at, uh, and they've got a great graphic up here, our, our, our producer and the tech crew, uh, of the Bears edge and linebackers too deep chart. I mean... Are there any names on here that strike any fear in the hearts of NFC North offensives? Yeah, Robert Quinn, if this were 2017. <laughs> uh, no, it really don't, and that's the problem right now. You look at this team. I mean, outside of Roquan Smith, you have nobody here. Mario Edwards Jr. is a guy who's just kind of hung around a little bit in the league. Really, not too many guys that you're interested in. Yeah. Um, 
Is this an upgrade for him going to a non-licensed agent from representing himself? Depends on who the person is representing you. I mean, if they're if they're an attorney, a person who's involved in negotiations consistently, I, I would say so. But again, a lot of things in the NFL, the agents, I, I think a little bit of the value has been diminished over the years with salary cap and the way things are structured, the PA to a certain extent. Remember, they've got to look at the contract before it gets ratified. So it's still there's still a lot of things in place to kind of checks and balances to keep the players safe. All right. We saw in the first preseason game, as predicted, the Patriots split play calling duties them all between Matt Patricia and Joe Judge. Um, Bill Belichick, your guy, was questioned on whether is this a competition for who's going to be the play caller. He says that has nothing to do with it at all. Patricia's going to call the plays once the season starts. Do you see any rhyme to this madness of them splitting play calling duties right now? I do not. Um, this really makes very little sense to me. Uh, you know, I, I honestly, I can't even comment on it. Here's the thing. Think about this. If any other team with any one of the other 31 teams, the NFL did this, these people would absolutely get just put through the ringer. The fact that it's Belichick, he's getting a pass. That's all it is. Uh, let's go to the Steelers. Um, three quarterbacks right now. Amal Trubisky, uh, Mason Rudolph, and Kenny Pickett. Kenny Pickett got second team, not third team reps yesterday in practice and went 12 for 12, uh, but did throw an interception uh, on his last attempt. Trubisky was 4 of 7 for 63 yards in the opener. Rudolph, 9 of 15 for 93. And Pickett, 13 of 15. Do you think there's a chance we see Kenny Pickett starting for the Sealers sometime soon? I, I do. Uh, I saw him play. I was impressed. Look, the kid's got some moxie. You know, I thought Mike Tomlin made a great point uh, about Kenny Pickett when they drafted him. They share a similar facility. I'm sorry. They share a facility in terms of where they uh, do some of the things. I don't know specifically what they share, but he goes, we're very well versed with this kid. And I think they knew exactly what they were drafting. Pittsburgh last year was an aberration in college football, more than what people are expecting them to be this year. I thought a lot of it had to do with two players, him and Jordan Addison, uh, the wide receiver transferred to USC. And I give Pickett a lot of credit. He, he's tough. He hangs in there. He can throw the football with accuracy. You know what Mitchell Trubisky is. He's a good backup. He's a great change of pace guy if you use him like Mariota. He doesn't have Mariota's speed. Um, and Ma Mason Rudolph is a guy that's just, you know, he's going to wind up with 10 years in the league as a backup and get that pension. And you're like, how the hell is this guy in the league? I don't even understand at some point in time why you don't just sit there and say, listen, Kenny, are you willing to go to the Wolves right now? Let's go to it. This is our guy. This is our future. At least we hope he is. These other two guys are not your future. So what is the point of playing them? Get him out there with the first team as soon as he's ready to be, or as soon as he's ready for that. Uh, did you happen to catch any of the Denver-Dallas game Saturday night? I, I caught uh, just a very little bit of it. Really hard to watch. Dallas doesn't score to what is effectively their last possession. Yeah. Amal, the Cowboys led the league in penalties last year. Yeah. They were only flagged 17 times in this game. <laughs> I mean, it, it's really unbelievable. But look, they've got a great coach. They've got Mike McCarthy. I don't understand why you're even bringing this point up. Well, maybe his message needs to be delivered in a different way. I don't know. How about a little discipline for once in your life there? I mean, it's ridiculous. 17 penalties. Accepted. 17 accepted. Remember, <laughs> it could mean there were 24. They were offsetting. They were declined or this and that. I mean, that's uh, pathetic. Okay. Uh, I want to check out a couple of props that DraftKings has up, see if any of them uh, pique your interest. 
Now I know you bet the Ravens at is it a little over two to one to win the North? Uh, at three different prices, yeah. Okay. About an, yeah, average around one ninety. Currently one fifty five. Mm-hmm. Right now they are. Um, there's a prop if you'd like a little backup to that. Will any of these teams win their division? The Ravens are included in it. Jets, Broncos, Ravens, Jags, Giants, Seahawks, Lions, Panthers. The yes price minus two dollars. The no plus one sixty five. You get these eight teams. Yes, any of them to win. You need one to win their division. I understand that. The problem is only two got, are capable of winning their division. Are you going to say it's the Broncos and uh, and the Ravens? Hey, good work, Colombo. But what about all the Lions love? <laughs> I'm all, everybody's betting the Lions to make the playoffs, the Lions over the win. Oh, to- oh, oh, are those the same people that bet the Tigers to, to win in the it's, NFC it seems AL Central? To be more. It seems to be more than just the, the, the parochial love of Detroit, though. It's at every book. I, listen, I remember when the season started, I was told the Cincinnati Redlegs and the Detroit Tigers are going to be competitive teams. Now, I think the Reds are better than the Bearcats in baseball. I don't know if they're better than anybody else in the Central Division. So stop with this nonsense. Until I see it, who, why, what? Jared Goff? Has anybody watched him play since his days at Cal? Is the this, guy can't play. Is this the lift they're getting from Hard Knocks, do you think? From people watching the inner That one episode thing? did it for you? It was. It. I'll tell you one thing, though. Jamal Williams, that's a guy you want on your team every day of the week. I love his passion. Real quick here. Uh, Buccaneers to be the one seed in the NFC and Bills to be the one seed in the AFC, 14 to one. Buccaneers and Bills? Yes. Well, to be the one seeds. I, I love that. It's a nice price. I mean, the Bills are favored to be the, uh, so it's a shot at the Buccaneers. Buffalo is the best chance in the AFC because of the difficulty of the rest of the league. The VSIN College Football Guide is out now and our NFL Guide drops next week. Our experts provide profiles of every team with team trends, power ratings, and over-under recommendations. That's right, all 151 teams. Best bets on season, win totals, division finish, and player awards. You cannot get it a la carte. You must be a member to get both guides. $175 all the way through the end of Super Bowl or $40 a month. Go to vcin.com slash subscribe. Up next, my Cy Young lists. At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a walk-off grand slam or a base hit to center field. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment. It's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. I'm Katia Adler, host of The Global Story. Over the last 25 years, I've covered conflicts in the Middle East, political and economic crises in Europe, drug cartels in Mexico. Now I'm covering the stories behind the news all over the world in conversation with those who break it. Join me Monday to Friday to find out what's happening, why, and what it all means. Follow The Global Story from the BBC wherever you listen to podcasts. Attention all wrestling aficionados. Wrestling with Freddie makes its triumphant return for an electrifying fourth season. This is Freddie Prince Jr., and I am beyond thrilled to announce that our wrestling extravaganza is back, and joining me once again is the one and only Jeff Dye. 
Get ready as we highlight the most jaw-dropping matches, dissect the fiercest feuds, and uncover the latest twists and turns in the world of pro wrestling. We're dusting off our legendary side quests and unleashing a barrage of brand new segments that will keep you guys on the edge of your seat like our talks on unsanctioned Thursdays. Freddie, you know we gotta give the people what they want. This season, we have an all-star lineup of special guests who are gonna be gracing our podcast, bringing with them their own unique insights, experiences, and all of that in the world of pro wrestling and beyond. Whether you're a seasoned wrestling veteran or a fresh-faced newcomer, we promise an experience like no other. So buckle up, wrestling fans. Listen to Wrestling with Freddie as part of the My Cultura Podcast Network, available on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. I'm Hannah Storm, and my podcast, NBA DNA with Hannah Storm, digs deep into the history of professional basketball, along with my own as one of the first female sportscasters. Now let's get you up to speed on what else happened around the NBA today. We talked to all sorts of people I interacted with, from Dr. J to Charles Barkley, and recap iconic moments. Yes, he's got it. Here he comes. Ray rock the baby to sleep and slam dunk. As well as some of the wild stories behind the scenes. We were like, what? What are we in for? The scoreboard crashes before we even tip a game off. Today, the NBA is a global sports and entertainment giant. Players are multimillionaires and cultural icons. Iguodala to Curry, back to Iguodala, up for the layup. Oh, blocked by James. LeBron James. And these stories are about how we got here, both on and off the court. And what's next? Listen to NBA DNA with Hannah Storr on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. This is Odds On with Mike Palm and Amal Shaw on VSIN, the sports betting network. Welcome back. This segment of Odds On is presented by Zen Nicotine Pouches. Zen Nicotine Pouches are a fresher, simpler way to enjoy nicotine that's helped millions of people achieve lasting change by offering smoke-free and spit-free satisfaction. Zen understands there isn't one right time to make a change. Everyone's timeline is a little different. Everyone's on their own journey. Whenever you feel like you're ready to take that first step towards change, Zen will be there for you. Check out Zen Nicotine Pouches at Zen.com. That's Z-Y-N.com. Nicotine is an addictive chemical. Welcome back into Odds On. Mike Palm here with Amal Shaw. Amal, on Tuesdays and alternating weeks since uh, early early summer, I guess since May, uh, I've done my top five Cy Young one week in both leagues and, and MVP uh, both, league, uh, both leagues one one week. We're going to give our final uh, Cy Young list today uh, because a lot of these books are taking it off the board now, Amal. Well, I'll tell you one thing. The National League, we don't have to do. And well, the, we, but and, we do because and, you can nitpick my list. And in the American League, we should wait till tomorrow. You think it's that big of a deal, tonight's game? Huge. All right, we'll get to that later. All right, <laughs> let's go through the one you said we uh, that's still in play, the American League. And I'll go five to one here, and then you can uh, – you can critique it. In, in all honesty, to me, I think it's pretty much over in one league. Um, if I held tickets, I'd only hold tickets on the top three if I could bet them right now. F- but four and five since we've done this list all throughout the year. I got Fran Valdez, and nobody will have him on their top five list at number five here in the American League. Wow. I'm all 16 straight quality starts. Does quality starts not mean anything anymore? And for those of you out there not familiar, six plus innings, three or less earned runs. Ah. Uh. 
people who why would you not have him on the top five of the list i i don't it, it, he's he's still like 70 to one so I, I think he's been outstanding i this is why i believe houston gets past the yankees in the postseason because of him to one he is right now well i understand I, that at this point in time i get it, he's not yeah. gonna win the cy young he'd have to go out and throw like three no hitters uh, and even then i don't even know if he'd get it but the point yeah. is he's been tremendous i mean this guy pitches well and I think he gives you that number two guy that when they get to the postseason, it, it's going to be tough. When The only team that I think matches up from a starting pitching standpoint against Houston the same way, on a capable level of one versus one and two versus two, are the Seattle Mariners. My number four, uh, Alec Manoa. He's been the most consistent pitcher for the Toronto Blue Jays. He has 12 wins, ranks in the top 10 in ERA, Amal, uh, and currently 50-1. to one. Also, I wouldn't bet him right now. I don't think he's winning it. But I had to round out to top five. I, I got no problem with this one. I do have one question. This is just my personal yep. preference. Why do you have Manoa ahead of Framber? Because I feel like Framber, the, the ERA is a point uh, one seven differential, uh, differential 2.56 for uh, Manoa, 2.73 for Valdez. Um, I, I really like Framber a lot. And Manoa's been good. Because Manoa's name's been in everybody's mind since the start of the year because mm-hmm. he started out 6-1-7-1-8-1. and, one, seven and, one, eight and one where Framber has sort of been flying under the radar. That's why I put him ahead. Number three is a guy I had sort of one and one A with Verlander all year, McClanahan. Yeah. Struggled a bit since the All-Star break, since he got roughed up for the runs in the All-Star game. Only 11 wins. Amal, he's fifth in ERA. He's second in whip. This is overall for both leagues and fifth in strikeouts. I don't pay much attention to wins and losses because you could be Jacob deGrom, have 98 starts out yeah. of 200 in your career, give up one run or less, and it doesn't matter when your team can't score. I think McClanahan sometimes faces that same dilemma. He's been tremendous this year. I know he hasn't pitched particularly well post-All-Star break, uh, but he uh, I, I agree with you having him in at number three, and that .87 whip is impressive. I think what separates him, in my opinion, from Dylan Cease and um, a couple, uh, I'm drawing a blank, uh, uh, Burns. I know that we're, I'm not talking about from a Cy Young standpoint, but those are guys that get strikeouts, but he doesn't seem to be trying to strike guys out. He's trying to get guys out, and as a byproduct, he gets strikeouts. Number two is the guy that you put your finger on before any of us, Dylan Cease, uh, 12 wins. He's third in ERA, and he's third in strikeouts in Major League Baseball. Mo. Yeah, I mean, what is this now, 16 straight starts? One or less One earned or, runs. Since No pitcher's ever done that since 1913. Mm-hmm. I mean, you're, you're talking about a historic mark. You know, for me, there's two seasons in baseball history that really stand out, um, 85 Gooden. And it was at 01 Pedro with the mm-hmm. 1.74 ERA. Uh, when you look at what Cease is doing, now tonight's a real uh, measuring stick. Uh, today at guaranteed rate against the Astros, if he can perform like this and gets to 17, Mike, if he gets to 20 consecutive starts where he gives up one earned run or less, I believe he's going to win the Cy Young. McClanahan 11 to 1, Cease plus 170, and then I have Verlander number one. I'm all. He's got the most wins in baseball at 15. He's number one in ERA at 185, and he's number one in WHIP at .86 at the age of 39. Listen, Perry Mason. I, Bob Welch won 27 games. I'm not worried about wins. I, I think I, they count for something. You know, to your point, ever since King Felix won it at 12 and 12, yeah. what year? 11. Yeah. It's been now more about statistics than about wins. What well, has to be because so many times you're on teams that can't score. When you look at the Rays, their offense is anemic. The the White Sox last night it took. Seven and two-thirds innings to generate anything. They were getting shut out by the Astros completely throughout the game. I, I just think they're lacking that consistency offensively at times. Uh, teams like Chicago that hurts a guy like Cease. Verlander has been tremendous. There's no question about it. What's most impressive here is the separation you see on the whip between Verlander and Cease. 
Um, 0.86 for JV and Cease at 1.14. All right, let's flip to the National League. My number five, Max Fried with the Braves. Uh, ninth overall in ERA of all, and third in WAR. If you if you're a WAR w- w- wins above the replacement mm-hmm. player, yep, mm-hmm. uh, absolutely. I like Freed a lot. You and I are both on the same page. He's going to be Atlanta's number one starter in the postseason. Braves last night uh, taking out their frustrations Oof. on the Mets. Here's one for you, number four, Julio Urias. I have at number four. He's won ten straight decisions of all. At one point, he was three and six. He did win twenty games last year. He's also now seventh in ERA and eighth in WHIP. Outstanding last night. Had some trouble in terms of Milwaukee getting runners on first and second in the first and third innings. Gets through three, four, five in the lineup in consecutive times and mows down the Brew Crew. I like the way he's pitching. He's the Dodgers' best pitcher. And with the Walker Bueller news now being out for the year, in case you missed it yesterday, uh, Urias is going to be the guy carrying the mantle along with Clayton Kershaw and Dustin May. I put Tony Gonsolin at three. And I think that in the relevance category, look, he's 14 and one for the Dodgers. He could still go 18 and one. His fourth in ERA and third in whip. So it's not just a guy that well, won a bunch of games on a team that scores a lot of runs. Dodgers have roughly about 45 games remaining. Is Gonsolin even going to get to the requirement of innings pitched to qualify for the ERA title of 162 innings pitched? I think he gets five more starts. Maybe not. I, I can't have him yeah. on the list. No. I object. Okay. <laughs> I got Corbin Burns at second, even though as much as I, I'm not a big Corbin Burns guy, you know, he had the one bad start against the Pirates. He's been great in the other two starts yeah. coming back from that uh, against the Reds and then against St. Louis. He's sixth in ERA, fourth in whip, and second in strikeouts. You know, Burns is terrific. My one issue with him, when I look at, we talk about Verlander, we talk about some of these other pitchers. These guys that you have on this list, and part of it is the analytics and they baby some of the players, Burns doesn't go deep. Like the next guy you got on this list, I mean, I I, th- I didn't think he was going to come back out to pitch the uh, seventh or sixth or seventh inning yesterday. And no problem. Goes out there, goes 110 plus pitches. Not an issue at all. And, and to me, that's what I want out of Burns. Burns is too many five and six inning uh, appearances. And then number one, I think it's over. I don't think anything Barring can happen. Barring injury. <sighs> Maybe San- then even still he wins. Sandy Alcantara, second in ERA, sixth in whip. He's got 20 more innings than the next guy, who's Aaron Nola. And number one in war by a long shot. I think it's over. He's minus $4 in the market right now. I actually think it's a great bet of $4. And he's on a bad team that doesn't score runs, to your point yesterday. Yeah. You didn't bet him because they don't score any runs. They don't score any runs. Well, I mean, he shut down the Padres. Exactly. He's like, I got to shut him out. I'll go out and do it. Um, who's ahead of an ERA? Verlander's one. Oh, you're, you include the American League. Yeah, I'm, I'm, sorry, I'm, I'm saying sorry. overall okay. in baseball. Oh, oh, sorry. Okay, he's number it. one in the National yeah. League in the ERA. Um, he's been outstanding. Look, Mike, I still think at minus $4, this is a great bet. Because I don't think he's going to lose this award. I think you're laying $4, he doesn't get injured. Yeah. Right? And, I don't and think injured he, now, in the next two weeks. Yeah, because if he goes yeah. through August in the next two... You're right, absolutely. He gets His in innings some, are still going to be number one. Yes, exactly. He's going to get to 200 innings in the next four starts. You know who the guy I left out of here was? And it's just because... Maybe it's my personal animus, but the fact that he never seems to pitch well enough to win a lot of games, statistically, who's right there in all these categories, is the guy who's second in innings pitch. Aaron Nola. Least amount of walks, statistically... But I always say Nola, if he gives up, if, if you score two, he'll give up three. If you score four, he gives up five. But but Nola's right there. If you object to Gonsolin for innings pitched, you could put Nola in here in this category. Yeah, I I, I know to, you like Wheeler better. 
Yeah, I mean, but Nola's been great for this team. I mean, you, but you mentioned it. Sometimes there's that little bit of an inconsistent feel with him, and I think that's a little bit of a concern. But uh, Big Sandy, uh, he, he's going to get this Cy Young. Oh, uh, you mentioned Cease and Verlander, uh, and we might hit it later again. Tonight, uh, between the Astros uh, and the White Sox, mm-hmm. it's only the third time since they lowered the mound mm-hmm. after the 1969 season that two pitchers with 20 or more starts have met in a game with both of them having an ERA under two. The total is seven tonight. Verlander, a $1.25 favorite on the road. The last time it happened, 2018, sale against DeGrom. Um, I'll tell you what, uh, I'm leaning towards the White Sox here. I think it's going to be a, tr- a tremendous pitching matchup. Uh, how about both these team totals at three and a half? I-, I would like to take the White Sox under three and a half here. I would too. I think this is a big spot, and I think Verlander pitches big in big games here. I'm going 2-1 White Sox. Take both team totals under, <laughs> under three and a half. All right, when we come back, the men and the women are in Cincinnati. It's a thousand-level event, and Amal will give you some plays. This is Odds On with Mike Palm and Amal Shaw on VSIN, the sports betting network. Want more betting insights to give you an edge? Of course you do. You're listening to VSIN. So check out our Best Bets podcast. You can listen to daily sports betting highlights from the entire 24 7 stream of VSIN experts tracking line moves, odds, props, wins, losses, and bad beats from sportsbooks in Vegas and across the country. Download the VSIN Best Bets podcast now at VSIN.com slash podcast or wherever you get your podcast. Welcome back to Odds On. Mike Palm with the Mall Shaw. We're going to pick a mall's brain. Both the men and the women are in Cincinnati this week for 1,000-level events at WTA and ATP. First off, did you bet futures in either the men's or women's side in this tournament? No, but I'll tell you this. In the U.S. Open, I was looking at the futures. I saw Iga's at 2-1 to one and Naomi Osaka 7-1. to one. Is Naomi Osaka 7-1 to one to get bounced in the first three rounds? I mean, she got taken out by Zhang today like it was nothing. Usually they'll have those props. When do they exit? And you'll get a fat price on if she got knocked out in the first three rounds. Well, she she is, she better get uh, in shape quick because, Mike, the last two uh, first-round matches up in uh, Toronto and now in Cincinnati, she's gone quickly. Okay, let's start out with the WTA here in Cincinnati. Mm-hmm. And the first match uh, listed here, Serena. Emma Raducanu against Serena Williams. Emma, a short favorite, $1.50. Yeah, I would look at the dog here in Serena. I, I, I think even though she doesn't have a ton of match play, Redicon has been highly inconsistent. I think this match can go either way, but when you have a that's a toss-up match, you want to look towards taking the plus price here, and I, I would do that in this particular matchup. All right, the second match, Teresa Martinkova against Annette Contevea. Contevea, a $3 favorite. I think this line's wrong. I think this line should be about $4. I think even though Contevea hasn't played great, uh, Martin Kova's in trouble in this one. I think uh, Contevade uh, breezes through here. If you have an option of a straight set bet, I would take a look at her at uh, two sets to love. Coco Goff, $1.65 over Marie Buskova. You know, this is a perfect example of... Buskova's a great player at the 250 and maybe the 500 level at times. And this is where the separation is between a top 20 player and a Coco Goff and a Maria Buskova. Uh, to me, is very simple. I, I think the power that Coco has... And the way she's playing right now on the double side helps her immensely. Um, I think she rolls. I'm surprised this price is coming down. I think Coco rolls in this one. Beatrice Haddad Maia, the Brazilian, against Jelena Ostenpenko. Ostenpenko, a $1.30 favorite here. A complete pass on this one, and I'll tell you why. Uh, Ostenpenko's beaten her twice, but that was going back to 2017 and 2018. Haddad Maia has played extremely well, as we saw. She took out a who's who of players 
in uh, Toronto and then lost to uh, Simona Halep in the final in three sets. But she took out Benchich, Pliskova along the way. Um, a couple other good good players I'm leaving off the names there. But to me, is she fatigued by that tournament going all the way to the final? Ostapenko, the one thing, Mike, is it, think of a baseball player who's either a strike, a Joey Gallo type. It's either a home run or a strikeout. That's what Ostapenko is. She's going to go to hit a home run on every play. She's either going to hit winners or she's going to airmail it. And it's going to come down to what Ostapenko does. Your thoughts on uh, Haddad Maia in the U.S. Open? Look, she'll make a decent run, uh, depending on how far she goes in this tournament. I, I, now, she, there's a week in between, so that helps immensely. But, um, you know, you still get worn out if you play a ton of matches. Let's see how she does here in Cincinnati. I, I think she can do decent, depending on the draw. I think, you know, a good result for her would be if she got to the round of 16 or the quarterfinals. Madison Keys, $1.50 favorite over Julia Putinseva. Yeah, Ulya Putinseva, uh, to me, her, she's too temperamental. Probably the most temperamental player on the women's tour. I can't back her, but she's a great competitor. Keys has been inconsistent. She lost to Asia Mohammed in, in the previous tournament uh, up in Toronto. Uh, don't want to touch this one, uh, but I would look towards Keys slightly because of the power. She, she should be able to hit uh, Putinseva off the court if Keys is consistent. Caroline Garcia, even money. You have to lay $1.25 with Maria Sakari. I, I'm not going to play this one, but I would take Garcia here. She's playing well overall. Sakari's not had a great year, and I don't understand why Sakari's the favorite here. I thought Garcia should have been the favorite. It was a cheap price against Petra Martic yesterday, uh, and again, Garcia not getting respect. Remember, Garcia's been a player who's been number four in the world. I'm not saying she's back to that form, but she's, she's appearing to be where at a level where she could really get back to being in the top 10, top 20. All right, then let's switch to the men's side, also in Cincinnati. Nick Kyrgios, $4.25 favorite over um, David H. Fakina. Yeah, Fakina's more of a clay court guy. Look, you know my feeling on Nick. Tremendous talent. Never bet on him. I just don't trust him enough. He should win the match, but I still won't bet on him. PCB, Pablo Carreño, Busta off his win last week, taking on Miramar Kekmanovic. Minus $1.40 on PCB. Yeah, this would be a much better match if we were on clay between both these guys, but... uh, I tell you, Mike, you can go either way. I can make an argument for both sides. Karina Busta coming through in a comeback from behind win against Herbie Hurkacz. Uh, this is an interesting one. I, I'm going to stay off of this match. All right, just underway. Here's a name I haven't heard. Ben Shelton, mm-hmm. plus 140 against Lorenzo Sinego, $1.75. Ben Shelton, young American, good server, um, can cause some problems for the karate kid here. Uh, Sinego inconsistent at times. Uh, I, I didn't touch this match. This is one where I want to see Shelton more than I have before I get involved in a match. Philippe Krajinovic. Krajinovic. How do you Kray- say it? Plus $1.30. Daniel Evans laying $1.65. Yeah, Evans gets beat by, uh, who was it, a Hercotch or a, PC, a PCB in the semis and then went to the final of the doubles. So he could be a little bit worn out. He beat Krajinovic last week in Montreal. Uh, Philip uh, is definitely capable of coming back and getting the revenge here. I would look at the dog or I wouldn't play this match. Okay, uh, Marin Cilic is $1.75 over Emil Rusevori. Uh, give me Marin Cilic here. Ch- you know what? This is where he's made his bones in his career. He beats guys that he should beat. He's playing well, uh, far better than he had been the last couple of years. Rusevori's good on serve, but if he gets into a situation where he's not hitting a ton of first serves, he could be in trouble. And finally, Aslan Karetsev against Diego Schwartzman. This is almost a pick him here. Uh, it should be, and, and it's hard to back Schwartzman the way he's played on uh, hard courts this year, but... Karatsev, not a guy I would want to wager on. Remember, he's under investigation right now from the ATP for potential match fixing. So not a guy I'm interested in getting involved in. All right, let's switch gears to baseball and finish with that the rest of the show. Padres and Marlins, 340 uh, Pacific time. <sighs> Manaya here, I don't I don't trust Manaya. 
uh, for the Padres and Edward Cabrera, who's sort of under the radar here behind uh, Lopez uh, and Alcantara in in South Florida here. Look, give me a dollar twenty five on the Marlins. I know you, you you're worried about them scoring, but Manaya has not been what they thought when they acquired him here. A dollar forty five on the Padres. Total seven and a half. Yeah, I think it's a great opportunity to score against Manaya for the Marlins if they're going to get over that three runs again. Last night, get stuck at three. Season t- uh, team total here at three and a half. Um, but you don't think it's a good, decent bounce back spot for the Padres? I know, I know you like the bounce back spot. I uh, no, I'm not saying that necessarily here today with Manaya on the mound. I would play first five here, actually. I'd play Marlins first five. Because I think Cabrera can get you through five, and I think they'll get multiple runs off of Manai in the first five. Just can't trust him right now. Yeah. Philly's got the job done yesterday in Cincinnati. They have Gibson on the mound tonight against TJ Zuch, who has an ERA of 13.5 and, and a couple short starts. Uh, Gibson and the Phillies from $1.80 on the overnight to $1.90, minus 120, minus a run and a half, total nine at the small park, down from nine and a half on the overnight. Yeah, I think if you're going to play Philadelphia, you got to look at the run line in this particular spot uh, simply because the price way too high. Um, they did win 4-3 to three yesterday. Uh, this Reds team, they're just in a bad situation now with the way the season's going. Garrett Cole, Garrett Cole wasn't bad last night, but the Yankees not scoring any runs. Lose again. Jeffrey Springs for the Rays at the Bronx against Nestor Cortez for the Yankees. Cortez, $1.70 favorite. The total of seven of all. Yeah, I was looking at this game and potentially playing this one under the seven. Uh, Nestor Cortez did have one rough start in Tampa, but he did well against the Rays June 15th. Five and a third innings, three hits, one earned run. Um, This Tampa team is not one that scores a ton. I I think this could be a pretty good spot for the Yankees. Cubs led last night, gave that game away, and that's got the win. Justin Steele, whose splits are much better at home than on the road, uh, taking on Patrick Corbin, who leads Major League Baseball and earned runs allowed. The Cubs, $1.55 on the overnight, up to $1.70, total 8.5 of all. Yeah, that was the correct move. A little bit late, though. If you're going to take the Cubs here, you got to go run line. By the way, uh, Stroman gives up four runs, all unearned. Boy, they up 3 nothing, right? Yeah, they were up 3 nothing. The defensive miscues were absolutely killer last night. I tell you, when you make a mistake in the field behind him, though, it gets in his head. Oh, he's not alone. All these guys are mental midgets. Okay. Uh, Red Sox, Nick Pavetta are in Pittsburgh to take on the Pirates and Mitch Keller. Uh, Red Sox, $1.35 road favorite, total 8.5. I was a little bit surprised by this number. Pirates come in having lost four in a row. They did score seven runs on on Sunday against the Giants, but they're not a real offensive threat. Uh, To me, it felt like maybe you could go with Pavetta here, but again, not a play I'm interested in getting involved in. Yusei Kikuchi. I tried to warn you about this. Yusei Kikuchi. They bombed him again last night. Uh, and the Orioles win the first game of that series. They have D, uh, Dean Kramer on the mound against Alec Manoa. I love Kramer. $2 favorite, 205 Toronto here with a total from nine on the overnight to eight and a half. Mike, you can say bombed. I can't probably have an investigation uh-huh. if I use that word. But anyway, uh, to me, when you look at this matchup, I like the under nine. You could get it at nine on the overnight. Some of the spots still available. Manoa's been terrific. I, I, I think that when you look at this matchup, I think Toronto bounces back with a good pitching performance. I agree here. with the move from nine to eight and a half. Yeah, I absolutely. like this game. I, I was actually surprised when I saw the overnight at nine. I was like, wow, I thought for sure this is going to be eight and a half. Uh, Braves, as you said, took out their frustrations last night on the Mets. Tyon Walker for the Metropolitans tonight against Charlie, my favorite, Morton. The Braves, a dollar fifty favorite here, total eight and a half of all. I don't like this game. I'm look. I know Walker's pitched well this year, ten and three, three point four three. Charlie's got a four point two six. I'm not that high on him. I I just can't back Walker here. 
All right, when we come back, we have the rest of the Major League Baseball slate, including a further breakdown of that game between Justin Verlander and Dylan Cease, both with ERAs under two. Only the third time it's happened since 1970. That's next, Odds On. At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a walk-off grand slam or a base hit to center field. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment. It's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. From BBC Radio 4, Britain's biggest paranormal podcast is going on a road trip. I thought in that moment, oh my God, we've summoned something from this board. This is Uncanny USA. He says, somebody's in the house, and I screamed. Listen to Uncanny USA wherever you get your BBC podcasts. If you dare. Attention all wrestling aficionados. Wrestling with Freddie makes its triumphant return for an electrifying fourth season. This is Freddie Prince Jr., and I am beyond thrilled to announce that our wrestling extravaganza is back, and joining me once again is the one and only Jeff Dye. Get ready as we highlight the most jaw-dropping matches, dissect the fiercest feuds, and uncover the latest twists and turns in the world of pro wrestling. We're dusting off our legendary side quests and unleashing a barrage of brand new segments that will keep you guys on the edge of your seat like our talks on unsanctioned Thursdays. Freddie, you know we gotta give the people what they want. This season, we have an all-star lineup of special guests who are gonna be gracing our podcast, bringing with them their own unique insights, experiences, and all of that in the world of pro wrestling and beyond. Whether you're a seasoned wrestling veteran or a fresh-faced newcomer, we promise an experience like no other. So buckle up, wrestling fans. Listen to Wrestling with Freddie as part of the My Cultura Podcast Network, available on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. I'm Hannah Storm, and my podcast, NBA DNA with Hannah Storm, digs deep into the history of professional basketball, along with my own as one of the first female sportscasters. Now let's get you up to speed on what else happened around the NBA today. We talked to all sorts of people I interacted with, from Dr. J to Charles Barkley, and recap iconic moments. Yes, he's got it. Here he comes. Ray rocked the baby to sleep and slam dunk. As well as some of the wild stories behind the scenes. We were like, what? What are we in for? The scoreboard crashes before we even tip a game off. Today, the NBA is a global sports and entertainment giant. Players are multimillionaires and cultural icons. Iguodala to Curry, back to Iguodala, up for the layup. Oh, blocked by James. LeBron James. And these stories are about how we got here, both on and off the court. And what's next? Listen to NBA DNA with Hannah Storr on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. On with Mike Palm and Amal Shaw on VSIN, the Sports Betting Network. Get ready to kick off fall football season with Bet Rivers Online Sportsbook. Join Bet Rivers on Wednesday, August 17th for Win Total Wednesday. 
tomorrow. Players who place a wager on any NFL or NCAA football team's season win total get a free $10 BetRivers bet. Head to BetRivers.com or download the BetRivers app all season long for the latest odds and unique promotions. BetRivers is your go-to sportsbook this fall. It's a whole new game. Welcome back into Odds On. Mike Palm here with the Molshaw hitting the rest of the Major League uh, Baseball card. You talked about um, you were surprised that the Cleveland was a punching bag in the second game to the Tigers, but it goes back to your zigzag theory, right? You win that first game, bet the team that lost the first game. Um, it, it depends on the year, because I think 2019 or 20, not 2020, but 2019, I, I think at one stretch, 18 teams swept a doubleheader out of 22. Oof. Garrett Hill, this game in Cleveland, goes at 410 Pacific. Uh, Garrett Hill for uh, for Detroit. Zach Plesek, the oxygen thief. Now, that's the, the name that Francona's son gave him when he and Clevenger, who now is on the moral high ground with the teeth, uh, <laughs> leaked out of that Chicago hotel room before uh, after the Saturday night game, for the Sunday night game of the week on ESPN. Plesek, Amal, sports a terrific 2-10 record for the division-leading <laughs> Guardians, and he's only... A two fifteen favorite tonight at home, minus minus here on the money line. Uh, if you like the Guardians against the Tigers, minus one hundred five, minus one and a half. The total of them all eight juice to the under. I feel like you got to take a shot with the Tigers here, plus one eighty five, simply because uh, please, like you mentioned it, uh, numbers are not as bad as a pitcher who's two and ten, but still. They don't win when he's on the bump. Uh, I was impressed with Detroit's offense last night in that second game. I think they wound up with about 15 or 16 hits in that one. Really just absolutely crushed uh, the pitching of the the Guardians in that one, 15 hits. Excuse me. We'll see if they can continue that trend here. All right, Royals at the Twins. You said, as we said, the Royals won the game last night. Run line. Twins were ahead 2-1 for a long time in that game. And yeah, then, for some reason last night four, they decided to play nine innings. Four, yeah, 4-2 four, <laughs> four was the finals. They held off the Royals. Good pitching matchup tonight. Zach Grinke for the Royals. Sonny Gray for the Twins. And again, the Twins a huge favorite here. Dollar uh, ninety-five with a total of eight, down from 8.5 to 8. I, I don't like this game. And... Granky's capable of pitching extremely well. He's also p- capable of getting blown out. On the flip side, I can make the same argument for Gray. Last time out against the White Sox, gives up nine hits in six and a third innings pitch, no base on balls, um, doesn't give up a run. So to me, this is kind of a tough one to gauge. Uh, earlier when these two teams played May 29th in Target Field, uh, Granky gave up six hits, five earned runs, uh, three homers in just four innings pitch, Mike. I have a little bit of a concern going in this matchup. Would you like it over eight? No, because again, it goes to the argument I gave that he could shut you down or he can give up a ton of runs. Both pitchers are capable of that. I think it's a complete stay away spot on both sides. Play both teams. Play the run line and the reverse run line. The reverse run line on the Royals the other day was about three and change. Against the Dodgers? Yeah. Yeah. And uh, the way, what's his name, coming in that game had pitched. Singer's been terrific. Singer, thank you. I was like, this is not a bad spot. Okay. Uh, Cardinals were in Denver last week. Rockies now in St. Louis. Kyle Freeland, they they scored five off of him in the first the last time they met um, against Jose Quintana for the Cardinals. Cardinals, $2.30 favorites of all, although they're even money on the run line, total seven and a half. Yeah, Quintana's been outstanding of late. Tw- last 24 and two-thirds innings pitch, Mike, just three earned runs, including a solo homer in Chicago, uh, against the Cubs. Uh, like the way he's really pitched. Uh, wow, 230, huh? I, I'd go run line here with the Redbirds. Astros at White Sox. We touched on this earlier. Verlander, the top choice for Cy Young in the American League. Cease second in the market. 
uh, at plus 170 right now. Verlander, first in ERA, sees third overall, second in the American League in ERA. Only the third time it's happened since 1970 that two pitchers with at least 20 starts have met with an ERA sub two. Verlander and the Astros, a $1.25 favorite, plus 140 on the run line. The total is seven of all. Doesn't Dylan Cease kind of give you that? Was a 1990 Doug Drabeck goes 22 and six and wins the Cy Young over Ramon Martinez? It gives me that feeling like, okay, he's having a great year, but I don't really believe in Cease. We've got the proven Hall of Famer on the other side in Verlander. But the, the run and roll that Cease is on right now, I, I've got to go with the White Sox here. You think, you believe that if Cease goes 20 straight starts with one earned run or less, it doesn't matter if Verlander wins his last four starts and only gives up four earned runs? Yeah, I don't think so. I really? think that. To be that consistent over 30, 32 starts is unbelievable. I think the, the voters will lean towards Verlander, the storyline. What's the storyline? That he, he was off for a year and comes back at age 39 and is able to do this? That's fine. That's great. But to go, nobody, he, wait a minute, wait a minute, hold on a second. The whole argument at this network is Shohei's doing something that's never been done. This guy has just done something that's never been done. Okay. So, so why is there even a discussion? Well, on that, that's one segment of the year. You're going to discount the first two months of the year. I'm not discounting the first. How many, how many starts has Cease made so far this year? Uh, He's 23 starts. 24 is the most anyone's made. So yeah, yeah 23 uh, starts for Cease. 16 of the 23, more than two thirds of his starts, he's limited the opponent to one run or less. If he were to do that for four more starts, he'd be 20 out of 27. I, I don't know if he necessarily can get it done today. I'm saying two one because I want the Sox tonight, but. Oh, my point is, if he has that, you've you got to look at him. We talk about first five unders. Would you take the three here in this spot? You know, the, the, the American League is a little bit different animal than the National League. The ballpark in Chicago, I'm not a big fan of a guaranteed rate going under. Uh, first five is at three and a half. Yeah, lay 130. You I, could also I would find do that. You'd rather lay the 130 than take three plus 110. Absolutely. Okay. Uh, Dodgers uh, continue their series. Uh, in Milwaukee against the Brewers, and this is a bullpen game, right? Pepio for the Dodgers, although he pitched and won during that streak of 12 games. Against Brandon Woodruff for the Brewers, are you surprised the Brewers are favored tonight? I, <laughs> absolutely shocked. I thought Pepio would be about $1.20. I, you and I are kind of on the same page here. When I saw the Brew crew was favored tonight, I was really surprised. They continue to struggle offensively. They just can't get it done offensively. $1.35, that's pretty heavy here. I, the money's coming on the Brew Crew. You think Burns was pitching? <laughs> no, really. For this line, for the Dodgers Bur to be this big of a uh, of a dog, Burns he was pitching was probably one fifty one well one sixty five. I'd rather lay that with Burnsy than one thirty five with Woodard. I would agree with you. There's no there's no break in this lineup. Total of eight here tonight. Um, Mariners and Angels continue their series. Go ahead. No, I just want to go back real quick. Dodgers tonight then plus on the plus price. When do we get the Dodgers at a plus How about price? The Dodgers reverse run line. It's probably not going to be that high. No. Because of the visitors? Well, no, because of the Dodgers, right? I mean, they're, they're probably... Well, go ahead and mention the Mariners game. I'll get you that reverse run line price. Shohei uh, and Louis Castillo were good last night. Both gave up two runs. Angels collapsed with their defense in the top of the ninth. Mariners and Robbie Ray against Suarez and the Angels tonight. Robbie Ray, a $1.75 favorite, minus 105 on the run line, total of 7.5 in the Big A. Yeah, this is an interesting matchup. I, I like Robbie Ray. This Angels team, again, continues to have miscues all over the place. If you haven't seen the ninth inning last night from the Angels' defense, 
take a look at it. I, I think this is uh, one where you'd be surprised at how poor the execution was. You would have thought it was Little League out there for the Angels. Well, even simple rundowns. Yeah, they took it all around the infield. In they dropped the line drive with the uh, runners at the corners and one out. How do you do that? Uh, it's terrible. Was he uh, going to go for the double play? I thought. I thought that's what he was trying to do here. Uh, I can't back Robbie Ray just because of the recency in my mind of those starts against the Astros here. Uh, so this game is a complete pass for me. Uh, and finally, D-backs and Giants. Merrill Kelly, our guy, going against Jake Junis. Giants, a small home favorite with a total of eight. Uh, Amal, I would look at the total here in San Francisco at night. I, lo- I was looking at the same thing. I was looking at one or two plays in this game. This one stood out to me tonight. Diamondbacks either plus money or the under eight in this one. I think Junis will be able to slow down the Gi- uh, Excuse me, the Diamondbacks enough, and I think Merrill Kelly will pitch well against San Francisco. Real quick, that Dodgers run line, reverse run line, plus yeah. 180. Baumgartner wasn't very good last night. The game still stayed under, though. Cobb beats him 6-1. Uh, to one. That's two good starts in a row. Uh, for Cobb. Yeah, I looked to under eight here. Who's had the more impressive season so far? And I know you're on the season, the 16th yeah. straight. Sandy Alcantara or Justin Verlander? If you were doing an overall, yeah. an overall Cy Young for one for Major League Baseball, who would you vote for? I know it's going to sound biased, uh-huh. but I'm going Big Sandy. And the reason why is because I think there's so much pressure on him every time he pitches, where it, there's a couple of factors for Houston that are different. First of all, Verlander knows he's got a capable offense. You've got a top three MVP candidate in Jordan Alvarez. You've got a, uh, virtually a top 10 player every year in Jose Altuve. You've got some playmakers. This Marlins team can't score. When Sandy takes the bump, he knows he's got to give up one run or less. Verlander's been tremendous. But also, he gets to face the Texas Rangers, the Oakland A's, and the uh, Angels every other game, it seems like. Sandy's got to go against the Mets, the Phillies, and the Braves. I'll second that emotion, and I will point this out. Sandy leads the league in ERA. Yeah. How many earned runs has that Marlins defense given up behind them because of the balls they kicked around here, there, and other? Remember, we don't call errors much anymore. No, we don't. And this defense has... Now, last night in the fifth inning, they played a little bit for him. But through the course of this year, there's, I would suggest, between eight and ten earned runs that he really shouldn't have allowed or been counted against him. Absolutely. All right, thanks for tuning in today, folks. We'll have Frank Schwab from Yahoo Sports on tomorrow. Stay tuned. Up next, it's Betting Across America. At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. See for yourself when you sign up today and get $150 in bonus bets when you bet just $5. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. I'm Katia Adler, host of The Global Story. Over the last 25 years, I've covered conflicts in the Middle East, political and economic crises in Europe, drug cartels in Mexico. Now I'm covering the stories behind the news all over the world in conversation with those who break it. Join me Monday to Friday to find out what's happening, why, and what it all means. Follow The Global Story from the BBC wherever you listen to podcasts. It's Freddie Prinze Jr. and Jeff Dye back in the ring. Wrestling with Freddie makes its triumphant return for an electrifying fourth season. Hey, Jeff. 
Are you ready to rumble our way into an all-new season of Wrestling with Freddy? You better believe I have. I've been practicing my body slams, and I'm jacked. All right, don't go injuring yourself now. We'll be highlighting the best stories and matches of the week in wrestling from AEW, WWE, and have one-on-one talks with the best talents in the world of pro wrestling. Listen to Wrestling with Freddy on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. I'm Saleya Mosin, and I've covered economic policy for years and reported on how it impacts people across the United States. In 2016, I saw how voters were leaning towards Trump and how so many Americans felt misunderstood by Washington. So I started The Big Take D.C. We dig into how money, politics, and power shape government and the consequences for voters. With new episodes every Thursday, you can listen to The Big Take D.C. on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts.